1: to be back with you folks. We sure do appreciate and love the opportunity to come into your airways and talk with you about songs in the night, Psalms, and we continue on with Psalm 119. I'm kind of happy about it. It hasn't been one of these things where it's long, it's dragged out, longest chapter in the Bible, longest Psalm in the book of Psalms, obviously. And, you know, as we look at this, as we continue on, as we go forward, it just keeps on slapping me and saying, Doug, be in my word, follow my precepts, learn my commandments, trust me, move out. It's okay. Just stay in my word. I think that's what's going on here. Just stay in my word. That's the message God has for me. Stephanie's with me again this morning, three and a half feet from me. And Stephanie, what's this telling you? What's Psalm 119 saying?
2: Well, Psalm 119 um, tells me that I have a God who's faithful. Yeah. That no matter what else may be shifting sand around me, I can always trust him because his word is
1: true. and because All other his promises yes. All other ground. Wow.
2: But his promises are a sure foundation, and that's what I get out of Psalm 119.
1: So there's a hymn out there. We don't have time to look whether it's public domain or not, but we, uh, we are just playing. So what we're doing over these 10 days is we're sharing our original music with you. So this is our first CD because the second CD is coming out. Hopefully by the time we do the next 10 or the 10 after that, uh, within the next month, You'll have all the songs on the new C D. It's being professionally mixed and put together and we just had a great time doing it and uh writing the songs and then Stephanie and her kids performing it. It was just a blessing. And
2: I had a great time playing that Steinway.
1: Oh, and they had a Stein. Oh, pod, I could go folks. back and
2: play that for an hour just you know, you know, I just changed.
1: You might be a knucklehead. I just changed it right then when you said the Steinway. Really? Yeah. So the not knuckleheaded moment, you might be a knucklehead if you have a church piano that hasn't been tuned in forever. I just want to say that, you know, Uh, and Stephanie's got her hand in the air. She's praising the Lord. She's wanting people to know all over the world that are listening, whether you're. And
2: that's why Charles was not a knucklehead. He made it his mission to tuned pianos across America when we were on
3: deputation
1: there you go Charles showed up at our church you hit middle c and went ow, and you got and got the tuning hammer yeah and let me tell you something man there's some pianos out there you know I I'm not a musician man a uh, pastor Miller told me I'm a poet and uh but I can hear middle c and when it's a whole note off it freaks me out so folks keep your pianos tuned out there man uh people deserve it i know it's a couple hundred bucks but bring the guy out every couple months put a cover on it if you're going to let your room get down to 40 degrees at night kicks it out of tune you know you can buy a heat cover now and a cool cover take care of your piano it matters and you know a good piano matters all right i just want to say that too and and i'm going to say this I, and contact
2: I, steve hicks if you're yeah. looking for a good piano He'll yeah. help you out
1: yeah my buddy he's my friend on facebook steve hicks he's a good guy uh, he's not as good as, like, his wife and kids and oh. stuff, but he's he's there. He's a Notre Steve, Dame fan. Steve, I
2: apologize again. He's
1: a Notre Dame fan, so we have to deal with that. But everything else is good about him. He's great when it comes to pianos. He can help you out. But here's the good news. Uh, all joking aside about Steve, contact him. Here's the good news. Uh, Stephanie got to record this second CD on a Steinway, 1969 Steinway. Rebuilt. Completely rebuilt. New strings, springs, hammers, everything new.
2: Soundboard. Yeah, the oh. thing was amazing. Oh it was beautiful.
1: I went in and hit middle C and and, and I moved a couple of measures over and he
2: smiled.
1: And this is all I can tell you. I hit about twenty of the eighty-eight keys. Everyone bounced right back, was sharp. It was good. It made me feel good about myself. I said, Stephanie's gonna be happy. And I was right. She got down there, played one song, and just kind of played the chorus or something. So anyway, you might be a knucklehead, kind of. If you're in charge of the church piano and yet don't have it tuned, unless you're broke is the only excuse for that. And I don't like, this is just me talking, all right? It's up to you, Stephanie. You're the piano player. I don't think you get the same kind of experience with an electronic keyboard, no matter how good it is, that you get with a grand piano. That's all I'm saying. You yeah. know. And you can get away with a baby grand. I get that. It's all right. You can get away with a middle grand, whatever they call the middle grand, you know, the stubby one. But. Uh, <laughs> But when when you know God provides a real
2: piano is definitely my first. Always gonna unless the piano is really old and out of tune. And some of those stand up ones, they start curling
1: electric. and the strings are barrel and the flats. Are when rough.
2: it sounds like you're out of an old horror movie,
1: wow. <laughs> like
2: that's a problem. Uh. But yeah, I normally would always prefer a good tuned piano. Yeah, and an best-case
1: scenario with the piano while we're here, honestly, but, is a but, concert grand. Just say in it. In Concert end, grand, Steinway and Sons, all the money in the I world. But I will say this. Yeah.
2: I would rather take a musician playing on a piano that isn't per- perfectly tuned who loves Jesus yeah, than someone who's a jerk playing a perfectly tuned piano because in the end, one's going to glorify God even if it's not perfectly tuned. Yeah. If it's done with the right heart versus, you know. That's all You're I proud. want to say.
1: That's that's it. And we didn't mean to go too far on that, but just tune your piano is the bottom line. You know, you can tune a fish and you can tune a piano. That's all there is to it. So you might as well tune them both. But anyway, here we are. We're on to oh yeah, food that's right with God, and uh, remember to have some tuna fish and tune your piano. <laughs> food that's right with God. So this last week, people donated food, and we just kind of want to recognize some of these people. But those chicken sandwiches from Zaxby's, Zaxby's is a chicken joint in the southeastern United States. They sent us chicken sandwiches, fries, and iced tea. And I just want to go on record that nothing was bad. Everything was steaming hot and good. And there were some pieces of chicken on there. And God forgive me for saying this. I know in some eyes this is almost Christian blasphemy, but I think I think it was better than Chick-fil-A. I'm just being up front with you. Everything was steaming hot. You didn't have those weird waffle fries. You didn't have... You know, and don't get me don't get me wrong, I'm snooty like the rest next guy. I like going to Chick-fil-A. They wait on you in 17 seconds with 100 cars in line. I get it. I'm just saying those Zaxby sandwiches from Batesville Road in Greenville, South Carolina are worth a try cuz I think they were better. Thank you to my dear friends over there at uh uh, Zaxby's for being so good to us. So we're on Psalm 119. It is food that's right with God. We're on Psalm 119. And Stephanie, once again, we continue to go through this Psalm. We're learning not to faint. We're learning not to lay down. We're learning not to give up. We're learning not to run. We're learning not to do all these things. We're learning to go to God's word, glean what God has for us, grow what God has from us, be better for what God has for us, and here we are, we're banging along on Psalm 119, we're in verse number 89, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. I'm glad about that, but I need to move forward. We'll talk about that in a minute. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou hast established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thine ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delight... I should then have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me, made me alive. Boy, God has made me alive. Mm -hmm. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. Wow. What are you thinking, Stephanie?
2: Wow. Well, I, I think right out of the shoot, Doug, that that wonderful, again, a, a promise that we can count on that's faithful. Yeah. That forever, from beginning to the end of time, which there is no end of time. We're talking forever. God's word is the same. It's settled. Jesus is always the same. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's complete. We have what we need contained in God's word.
1: It's settled, and um, yeah, that's
2: that's that is his faithfulness. You know, verse eighty, verse ninety says, "Thy faithfulness is unto all generations." Yeah, God's word being settled. What greater demonstration of God's faithfulness do we have? That's just power right there.
1: Great is His faithfulness. Great is oh yeah, that's a song. We'll tell you a story about that later. But you know, eighty nine, write it down put a note on top of your Bible. It's settled. It's all done. There's no adding to the word. No, there's no new prophets. There's no new apostles. There's no new, um, Revelation. the only thing that's new is illumination. Only God, God, the Holy Spirit illuminates his word to us. He doesn't mm-hmm. change his word. He doesn't add to his word. The Bible warns, by the way, if you add to the word And and folks, I don't know about you, but those of us suffering with hurting hearts and PTSD and we need things that are concrete. We need things that are black and white. We need things that are easy to look to and just grab a hold of. Mm -hmm. And that's what God's given us. I think that's what that first verse is all about. And thy faithfulness is unto all generations. And the good news, yeah, it's good for your kids, your grandkids, whatever. Generations after you're gone, his words established on the earth. And they continue this day according to thine ordinances for all are thy servants. And so he's going right away. You know, you're either God's servant or you're going to be standing in front of him. And uh, that's coming. And so God is faithful. God's creation is established. Mm -hmm. And and look at 92 to 95. Mm -hmm. And this caught my attention. Unless thy law had been my delight, I should have been perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts for with them Thou hast quickened me, made me alive. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider thy testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. And I I think that I look at that as God's peace. It's available for all. It's available to all of us. And, you know, I think there's a lot being said here, Stephanie, that we can apply to us that we can make it real to us, that we, uh, this is easy stuff here, I think.
3: Yeah,
2: well, I love verse 92 and 93 are precious verses to me um, because that's, I can be right here alongside the psalmist saying, God, if it wasn't for your word, if it wasn't for, for having promises to cling to in the middle of the night, if it wasn't for knowing that no matter who failed me, you weren't going to fail me. I would have perished. Yeah, and that that testimony, and then verse ninety three. I will never forget thy precepts, because w- with those precepts you've kept you've kept me alive. You've given me life back, and I think anyone who's been through trauma, who's choosing to be a true victor, those two verses are incredible verses of testimony because they are our basis to keep going. They're our basis to keep running the race that God has set before us is knowing, God, we're looking to you. You're the author. You're the finisher of our faith.
3: Yeah. And
2: laying, if, if we don't have this basis of God's word being our delights, of his commandments, his precepts, everything that, you know, Psalm 119 uses so many different words to describe God's word. But if that is not our foundation, if we don't keep our eyes fixed on who Jesus Christ is to us, because this book reveals Jesus to us, if we don't keep our focus there and our meditation there, it will be impossible to lay aside the weights. PTSD is a weight. It's a heavy weight. But without keeping our focus on Jesus, we can't lay aside the weights of PTSD so that we can run the race God has set before us. And I, I, ju- I think that's just powerful. And to see the fact that the psalmist could write Psalm 119 for us. Yeah. Because he had chosen.
1: It was inspired. Yeah, yeah he had
2: chosen to make God's law his literal delight. In other words, it brought him so much joy.
1: Yeah. And, and these precepts, these rules to live by. You know, so many people, when they hear the word rule or precept or, or you know, all of a sudden, these people kind of freak out. They think that there's something bad that follows. But the truth is rules keep us going close to the speed limit. Rules keep us stopping at stop signs. Rules keep But rules with God provide so much more than just a pathway to drive in or a place to park your car or a place to live or they a place it us a to,
2: safe place.
1: Yeah, it's a refuge. A city of refuge. We talked about that the other day. Having that great refuge and and uh, I think that's what it's talking about. And you had mentioned something Stephanie and I, and I wanted to go back on this. I I want to read this letter. I wanted to read it at the right time, but I want to talk about the weight of PTSD, the weight of a hurting heart, the weight. When you mention that word weight, it, describe that a little bit when you're talking about that.
2: Well, in terms of PTSD, you know, you think of, for me personally, flashbacks are a heavy weight to have to carry. When those things hit, you might as well put in a heavy anchor on yeah. my heart and soul yeah. And throw me into the ocean because that's where a flashback takes me. And so when I think of laying aside those weights, you know, and I know there's been times I've talked to you after horrific nightmares that were those vivid ones that mean you're reliving them all day long. And having to come back to focus of that's not reality. Yeah, That's not where I am. Um, Even if it's a flashback of something that actually did happen, that's not who I am anymore. That doesn't define who I am anymore.
1: Yeah, that's that's not my identity.
2: Yes, and and that's where the focus is so important yeah. because if your focus is on those weights, on the flashbacks, the nightmares, the trauma, and not that those things aren't, I'm not saying you're a superhuman that can just forget that those things happened. Yeah. But that's not where your focus is.
1: Right, right. There, There's definitely uh there there's definitely an identity issue that some get when they get ptsd because they say you know i'm a victim i'm not a victor and the great news is you can say i'm a victor you know your identity that way through christ yeah 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 it's not by anything i can do all things through christ who strengthens me so i got a letter and i i love this lady and uh Both Stephanie and I know her, and she actually listed a book she wrote at the end. I want to share this. I don't do this for everybody, but I know this lady. Uh, Debbie and I have spoke with her before. She's a really nice lady. She's a foreign missionary. But it says, Dear Doug, today's podcast was such a blessing. Right now, this moment, I'm stuck again. The thrill of God's excellent grace wells up inside me. What a great place to be stuck with God's grace welling up inside you. But putting it in words always stops me dead in my tracks. So I will restate what God in his incredible, sustaining grace does. But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, will make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. 1 Peter 5.10. I like that, man. That's a good verse right there. We've used that before. His excellent grace makes my vineyards yield fruit and my cattle to increase. From today's text, he wrote, thank you. And Stephanie for that awesome reminder this morning. His grace never ceases to amaze me. And that's from our dear friend Kimberly, a foreign missionary. Now, Kimberly has written a book, Lost in the Absence of God Treasure Found in Suffering. Look that up on Amazon.com or ABE Books. It's, and she put it out there at a real reasonable price. It's just a couple bucks. I mean, you can throw that down. Maybe it'll help you out. And, uh, but Kim was lost in the presence of God. She wasn't lost as a Christian. She was just looking for stuff. Boy, aren't we all searching. But uh, hey, Sister Kimberly, thanks for this note. Thanks for what you've shared with us. We're, we're just honored to have listeners by her who write who wrote us. And, and uh, then we had a real big letter I wanted to share today, which is a joke. Uh, a brother named Paul. Paul. So, Paul, we want to come to you. Another London, England thing. And, and Paul said, good job, mates. And I think that's Australian, but I like it anyway. So, Paul, wherever you are, uh, thank you. And uh, thank you for saying we did a good job. It's all by the glory of God. So we got two letters out this week. I think we're done. There's a few more on my phone we'll look up for next week maybe. But, you know, going back to this podcast, going back to what Kim said, is having the ability, and think about what Kimberly said there, having the ability to look at God's Word, study it, and even come up with another verse on God's grace and trying to quantify what God's grace is. And she did that using the Word of God because she couldn't do it on her own. You want to be established in God's grace? You want all that? Go to 1 Peter 5. It's there. You want to know what God has to say? You jump in the Bible, I have seen an end to all perfection in verse number 96 is what it says. And Psalm 119, but thy commandment is exceeding broad. It kind of covers everything. It's got a real wide path there. His commandments will get us through. It'll bring us to the next place we're going. It's going gonna, it's gonna to drive you through this craziness called PTSD, these triggers. Share a trigger with us, Stephanie. What's, a, what's one of your triggers uh, that you'd share with everybody?
2: Well, Doug, just driving over here this morning, you know, you're, you're driving down the road and you have these square metal things that I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're like things yeah. that pop up, whatever. Anyway, I went over one of those this morning and it made a loud pop sound. Yeah. Just going over that. And immediately I'm on high alert looking out the windows. You know, it's just, um, for me, that's a heavy trigger. Any loud sound. Yeah. But when I'm in a car, it's even 10 times worse.
1: Oh, yeah. Because, you know, for those of you who don't know, her dear husband, Charles, was a uh, moderate uh, murdered through a car window with a shot while driving down the road. And, and just for your information, those box things, we bury our wires here in South Carolina in the newer neighborhoods. So they're everywhere, man. They're all underground so they can access wires and things of that nature. Yeah. So the only wires you see outside around here are cable coming up out of the ground. So I just hit my book, my reference book, that I obviously haven't looked at this podcast. Uh, but I, I just think this. I think this. I think I think we can treat God's precepts, God's rules, God's uh, outline for our life, God's leadership in a couple ways. I think we can treat it with reverence. I think we can treat it with uh, whatever how it deserves to be treated. I think that we just got to remain steadfast. I think, would you turn to uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 real quick? I think this is a real good verse and we'll Transition to the end of the podcast with this, but it's about remaining steadfast. It's about trusting God. It's about moving out, knowing his commandments are enough to get us mm-hmm. through. And uh I think that's what this is all about. Folks, your identity, your identity is not in your PTSD, your identity is in Jesus Christ. Share that yeah. with us, Stephanie.
2: Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.
1: There it is. Your labor's not in vain, folks. Just trust God, step out, do it. Be steadfast in trials. Hey, you know what? We got a song written called Steadfast in Trials. We're going to share that with you today. At the end of that song, my dear friend brother Eric who works with us on this podcast, part of our production crew, is going to share the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with us. There's nothing more important for your life than to get that right. So, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior, are you say you're not sure? Hey, listen to everything Eric has to say, and we'd love to talk to you about it. Contact us out there, Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. We love you, folks, wherever you may be. Have an awesome day. And, hey, treat somebody today the way you want to be treated. Treat them godly. Your identity is found in God.
3: Joyce.
0: is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus name while believing in your heart and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie thank you for listening today.